0: Good morning, and welcome back to Word Here and There. I am Carolyn, your host. For today's inspirational, ever-present love, Test me, O Lord, and try me. Examine my heart and my mind, for your love is ever before me, and I walk continuously in your truth. Psalms 26, verse 2 and 3. God's love is always before you. You can trust God to examine your heart and mind, to know the deep, dark secrets that you don't let any other person know about because he won't walk away. You can trust him to know that you really, truly, like, and now throw up his hands in disgust and walk away. He loves you. He looks deep into your heart and sees if your desire is to walk in his truth, even if you repeatedly stumble and fall. He will pick you up and help you to try again because he, too, looks at you. His eyes are continuously filled with love. Our inspirational story today is a bartender's story. David frequented the small bar outside the Naval Shipyard most every day. The lunchtime crowd would gather around, order beers and hamburgers, and engage in lively, albert, sometimes rude, conversation. They were a motley bunch. The language was rough, and their appearance followed suit. David was among the most vocal and often the most obnoxious of the group. The bartenders hated to see him come. At least the other guys were pleasant and polite to the bartenders and waitresses, not David. He had a way about him that irked the girls behind the bar to their very core. He thinks he's so much better than the rest of them, they often remarked. See how he dresses, one said even dresses better than the others to show that he has a higher position at the shipyard. It was true. David's arrogance had won him few friends. No one knew much about him, aside from his job and his lunchtime whereabouts. Most of the other guys had been in and out of the bar for years. The girls worked there and knew their wives' names, their kids' names, and the latest gossip in their lives. But not David's. No one knew much about him at all. Another standout regular at the pub was Jeff. Homeless since his early 20s and suffering from psychotic ailments, Jeff never took his medication, preferred instead to spend his monthly Social Security check on booze. He slept under an old railroad bridge not too far from the bar. When times got tough, typically just days before his next check, he would arrive at his mother's home. Jeff would often wander into the bar and ask for something to eat. This wasn't at all unusual. The homeless and transient who were down on their luck often found their way to the bar, where they knew the waitresses would offer them a plate of eggs and toast or a bowl of soup and some bread. Jeff, however, posed an additional problem. His hygiene was poor. It was downright disgusting. His hair was filthy and matted and most certainly infested with lice. He smelled. He was not the sort of person that paying customers would want to observe as they had their drinks or their meals. Come on here, Jeff, Jeannie, the head bartender, usually said, leading him to a small table off to one side of the bar. This is where they help set to have their coffee or account up their day's tip. Out of view of most of the customers, it would be the best place the girls could find to seat Jeff where he could came in out of the cold and hungry. Thank you, Jeannie, he always answered his voice feeble and childlike. Jeff kept his head down as he ate, seldom making eye contact with any of the patrons. When he left, one of the girls would thoroughly disinfect the table and chairs where he'd had his meal. The dishes wouldn't really be run through the dishwasher on the special sanitization cycle. One chilly March day, the head bartender saw Jeff coming, ambling down the sidewalk toward the bar. It was a particularly slow day, a perfect day to serve Jeff a meal without disturbing the customers. There was just one problem. The only patron seated at the bar that day was David. Jeanie rolled her eyes, knowing that David would undoubtedly make rude comments about Jeff. She hoped and prayed that he wouldn't make these comments to Jeff. She filled David's mug with beer, then headed to the kitchen to place an order for Jeff. "'Jeff's coming, Mary,' she told the cook. "'Have you got any soup left?' Mary nodded and busied herself preparing a large bowl of hot soup, some rolls, and a small salad. When Jeff wanted into the bar, Jeannie noticed he was limping. "'What did you do to your foot, Jeff?' she asked. "'I don't know,' he answered. "'It hurts.' "'I don't know.' Jeanie led him to the unusual table and bought, his, and bought his food. She kept a nervous eye on David and hoped that, by filling his mug, she'd keep him quiet. Her hopes were shattered just a minute into Jeff's meal. "'Hi, young fella,' Jeff greeted Jeff. Jeanne sucked her breath, ready to take a shot at the man who would most certainly insult this unfortunate. "'Mind if I join you?' David asked him. "'No,' Jeff answered softly. "'What happened to your foot?' he asked. "'I don't know.' "'It's both feet. They hurt,' Jeff answered. "'How long has it been since you've had a bath or a shower?' David asked him. "'Oh, no,' Jeanne stood, perched like a cat, ready to pounce.' Wait for that good-for-nothing David to say something to insult Jeff. David had probably never gone without a meal or a hot shower one day in his life. How dare he suggest that this poor homeless man was any less of a human being because he had. Jeannie, I'll be right back, David said, laying a $10 bill on the bar next to his mug. Don't hurry, she murdered under her breath as she took a fresh pot of coffee to Jeff's table. David wasn't gone 15 minutes. Returning to the bar, Jeannie noticed he carried a paper bag from the store a few doors down. Fill her up, Jeannie, he said, nodding toward his mug on the bar. And keep your customers down at that end when they come in. The nerve. Who did this guy think he was? He couldn't tell her where to sit her customers. What she observed next, however, floored her. David went to the kitchen and asked Mary for a large pot. Taking it to the restroom, he merged with it filled with hot, soapy water. Pulling his items from the bag, he then set a bar of soap, a washcloth, some ointment, bandages, and clean socks on Jeff's table. Let's get those old boots off, he told Jeff. He spoke in the sweetest, most gentle voice Jeanie had ever heard him use. Jeff complied. David crumbled up the filthy socks, riddled with holes, and stuffed them into the bag from the store. Tears formed in Jean's eyes as she watched what happened next. Delicately, David took one of Jeff's feet in his hands. He dipped the washcloth in the pot of water, lathered it with the fresh bar of soap, and began to tenderly wash Jeff's foot. Patting it dry with paper towels from the restroom, he proceeded to wash Jeff's other foot in the same manner. When both feet were clean and dry, David applied ointment and bandages to the swollen open sores. He then slipped the soft, clean, white socks over Jeff's newly washed and mended feet. There, he said to Jeff, that should feel much better. It does, Jeff said humbly. Thank you. You're welcome. Word spread quickly of what David had done for Jeff. Other employees had bartenders. Patrons wondered if Jeannie was making up the story. When they saw her change in attitude toward the Shirley customer, they knew she told the truth. Within weeks, they knew more about David. He was divorced. He had a son he saw every few weeks and an ex-wife with whom he developed a decent friendship. He lived in a rooming house during the week while he worked at the shipyard. In his hometown, he was a deacon in his church. This struck the girls at the bar as odd. They fully expected a church deacon to wear a stuffy suit and tie and carry a Bible. Far more than Jeff's feet were transformed on that chilly March day. The hearts of several hardened bartenders and waitresses also began softening, too. After that day, they didn't judge quite so quickly and so harshly, for in David they had discovered Christian-like qualities in someone they had judged to be arrogant and callous and not a discipline of compassion. They watched him minister to the poor and the sick. They saw all this while they filled his mug with beer and served free hot meals to the least among them. This is Carolyn with word here and there. Take care of yourself.